0: This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites, and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today using the discount code HowIBuiltIt33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net. .net/liquid It's also brought to you by Access Aerial. Access Aerial is the leading aerial imaging and drone service provider in the Scranton, Pennsylvania area. They provide stunning aerial photography, video, 3D modeling, facilities management, infrastructure inspection, project progression, and more via unmanned aircraft systems. Access Aerial is Part 107 certified, fully insured, and has FAA authority to legally operate over much of the northeastern Pennsylvania region. Since 2014, they've paved the way for this burgeoning technology in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, and beyond. Their clients include construction companies, universities, railroad companies, real estate owners, and many more business owners and leaders in northeastern Pennsylvania. Put next-level technology to work for your business. Access Aerial specializes in stunning low-level aerial photography and video, construction services, damage assessment, infrastructure inspection, search and rescue services, and consulting. Visit buildpodcast.net slash drones to learn more. That's buildpodcast.net slash drones. My guest today is Ben Meredith. He's a man of many hats in the WordPress community, doing work for GiveWP, helping out with uh, friends in need, and creating plugins. And today we're going to talk about his plugin, Better Click to Tweet. Uh, It's a side project that he created, but I'll let him tell you more about that. We talk about all sorts of stuff like being self-taught, submitting a plugin to the WordPress repo and the benefits of that, uh, using PayPal and the surprising mindset behind it. Uh, creating side projects and and just kind of doing it yourself it's a really fun conversation Uh, i'm really excited to release it i hope you enjoy it as much as i did and without further ado on with the show hey everybody welcome to another episode of how i built it the podcast that asks how did you build that today my guest is ben meredith and we'll be talking about better click to tweet ben how are you
1: i'm doing great how are you doing
0: I am fantastic. We're finally getting some really nice weather here in the northeast after a terrible rainy last week, so I will be spending a lot of time out on my porch. I understand you live in North Carolina, so you've probably had hot weather for a while.
1: Yeah, it's been actually, I love this time of year because it gets cool at night, but it's still 80, 90 degrees during the day, so you can open the windows at night. It's great.
0: Cool, very cool. Well, why don't we jump right into it? So we met because you do work with GiveWP, but we're actually going to be talking about a personal project today, right?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: All right. So why don't you tell the listeners who you are, what you do, and how you came up with the idea?
1: Well, my name's Ben Meredith. I'm a a developer slash support tech. And uh, my full-time gig, like you said, is with GiveWP, which is an, uh, an online donation platform. And so I, d- I work as a senior support tech there. I do triaging the tickets as well as answering tickets and some minor bug fixes and things like that. And then, yeah, my my WordPress backstory is I got involved in the community around 2013 or 2014, and I built Better Click to Tweet. So the story of how I came up with that is I was working freelance, I was doing... Uh, some low level development stuff. I was definitely what I would call a budding developer knowing what I know now. And I had a client who was a social media and content person, a solo entrepreneur. And she asked me if I could vet a plugin for her. She said, can you check out this click to tweet plugin and find me the best one? And so I said, sure. So I downloaded them and, you know, peeked through the code. And there were two at the time that were, uh, on the free plugin directory and so uh, one of them was written before the ShortCode API, so it didn't utilize the ShortCode API. And then the other one was basically uh, serviceware, uh, where you sign up for a, an online service and pay for it, and then this is their you know, WordPress plugin. And so I didn't really like either one of those, and I thought, hey, I could maybe build that myself. And I had one other plugin that was much more uh, simple in the, in the free directory at the time. So I set out to, to kind of retool click-to-tweet. And because I'm great at naming things, I named it better click-to-tweet. And then the uh, the best part of the, the story is, or I guess the fortunate part for me is, uh, as I was preparing to release it, I looked back in the plugin directory and the original click-to-tweet plugin had been removed because they had a powered by link uh, that was runs afoul of the guidelines for the WordPress directory. And so it, it got Pulled out of the repository, and so I'm like, "Oh, now's my chance!" And so I released it, and it it uh, almost immediately had thousands of downloads just because it was the only one uh, that was there. Now that other plugin eventually got put back in, but it still hasn't really been updated uh, since that time. So that was the the short story of how Better Click to Tweet started.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, I like that you took the uh, Pippin Williamson uh, naming approach and just named it exactly what it is. Right. Uh, I'm always appreciative of that because it's easier to find stuff so you actually in that story touched on uh research right you looked mm-hmm. for you were tasked with looking for uh, a plugin that did the thing you were looking for nothing was exactly right and so you built your own so maybe we can talk about what kind of research did you do to get things up and running uh, and submitting it to the WordPress plugin directory right because that that seems to be a sticking point for a lot of people. It uses SVN, sure. and there's a big process. So maybe you could talk about um, how you figured out how to do that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What I, I think about my plugin, or at least that plugin at the time, was I just want to learn how to be a developer, right? I want to learn how to, to make something that other people use. I want to learn how to support a product. I want to learn how to do all those things. You mentioned SVN. That was the, one of the biggest shell shocks was I finally got approved. And then they send you this link. I don't know how they do it now. I haven't submitted one in a while, but they send you this link that's like how to use SVN. I didn't even know what SVN was. I had no <laughs> concept of version control of my plugin was built in Text Wrangler on my Mac. Like I didn't have an IDE, I didn't have anything. I was just hacking away at a plugin and making it work. And so then now I had to learn SVN. And so one of the great parts about the WordPress you know, ecosystem is there's just so much, so many ways you can learn stuff. And so I learned enough SVN to get it in the repo. And then months later, I learned that you can tag things in SVN so that there's previous versions available. And, you know, over time, it's just been a a constant thing. But what I've told people is I've really viewed this plugin and all of my plugins in the, the free directory as a resume. I see it as a way for me to showcase what I can do and also, not just a resume, but a learning tool. You know, It's funny, if you go back into the the archives of the forums, I learned stuff as I went. There's two examples of that. First was MB string, multibyte strings, right? I had no concept of what... Well, I knew what multibyte strings were. I just didn't know that it was something that wasn't in every PHP install. And so I released my plugin. Of course, my plugin counts how many characters, so it can truncate it into a, a tweet, if it goes over the 120-some-odd characters that are required for to include a link. And so it truncates that, and it did some math to do that. And in doing that, I was using multibyte strings so that it would work for multibyte characters like emoji or multibyte characters like some non-English languages uh, use. So I put in mb string at a user's request because he said, hey, I'm, I'm using this plugin in Greek. It's not working. Can you add... MB string, so it does. So I said, sure. So I did that. And then, like a thousand active installs later, I get an email from a guy that's, you know, my plugin white screened his site and he's angry about that. And so I got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, another example, you know, and so then you know, you'll go in and put in the fallback, you know, things at the time. WordPress core didn't handle multibyte strings. Now there's some magic that happens within WordPress core that actually handles MB strings, So I don't have to do that. Another example is internationalization. I knew nothing about internationalization. And so somebody said, Hey, I want to translate your plugin into Greek. And I said, I don't know how to do that. And so, but I got to, I got to learn on the job. Yeah. And so now, now the plugin, I, I haven't checked lately, but I think it's being shipped in like six or seven languages all because I took the time to go back in. And the first version of internationalization didn't internationalize anything that was in JavaScript because I didn't know how to do that. I just right. knew how to internationalize the stuff in PHP. And so then I had to learn, you know, to how to uh, internationalized JavaScript. So all along, the research that I've done has just been as needed. You know, it's like, okay, somebody else comes with a new issue. I'm, this is my resume. This is how I'm representing how I work to the world. And so I'm just going to go and go and learn it. And it's all been self-taught. I haven't taken really any courses.
0: <laughs> nice. And that's, that's amazing. Uh, that's There's something that you said that I really liked, which is uh, your plugins on the repo are your resume. And I really like that because I was having a um a chat with someone recently and they were really sweating the things on their resume. And I'm like, man, you're going for a programmer's job. I'm like, yeah, make your resume good, but make sure to send people to your GitHub page or to your plugin repo page because you're actually showing what you can do. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's great advice for people who want to get a job within the WordPress space uh, create a free plugin and put it out there on the repo. You know, make sure your GitHub account is up to date because that's going to speak a lot more volumes than you know the three-year work study job that you had at college yeah. that one time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Uh. So, so this is a, a side project for you, and I'm curious. You know, you talked a little bit about talking to your customers and learning from them, uh, or your users, I guess, and and um, learning from them. But uh, you know, when you talk about different features, uh, if you're going to try to make a business out of this or anything like that. Are there people that you talk to? Or are you part of a mastermind group or anything like that?
1: Well, there's a couple of people that in the course of Better Click to Tweets life uh, that I have talked to. One was very early on, actually, before there was, that was probably 1500 active installs or so, I got an offer for someone to acquire my plugin. And so, I had no idea what a plug-in is worth. I had no idea what, you know, I was like, I have no, no idea. And so I was a friend of a friend with Chris Wigman. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, I'd love to pick your brain. I love that phrase. I'd love to pick <laughs> your brain about my plugin. And he was very gracious and got on a, uh, a call with me and we kind of walked through it. And he gave me the bottom line, like, this is the the number that you shouldn't, settle for less than, and the offer was for less than that. So I still own Better Click to Tweet. (laughs) And so that was one person that I reached out to uh, for that. Because again, I saw this as my resume, and I had just started to get a lot of traction. And I didn't want to give up that user base that was really my my fan club and teachers and, and, you know, all the people that are helping me learn WordPress and want to give those up. The other folks that I've bounced business ideas off of, I'm in the WP Morning Crew Slack channel, which Jesse Peterson started. Nice. And so spent a lot of time in there bouncing ideas off of Jesse and other people and constructive early morning grumbling, we call it. <laughs> and so, yeah, not a ton of business advice in there, uh, but he did give me the kick in the pants to to take my, my plug-in sales or plug-in business and WordPress business off of my personal domain, he's like, one day he said, you know, it kind of looks like you're selling WordPress services out of your kitchen and you should not do that. And so that was great. Uh, this was before I was working with Give even. And so and then finally, Matt Cromwell, who I work with, at, uh, he's my boss at Give this past year, I was saying, you know, man, I really want to do something with Better Click to Tweet. And he finally gave me the kick in the pants to say, make a pro version. And so recently, in uh, right on, uh, Christmas Day, actually, I released Premium Styles, which is an add-on that allows people to put in Premium Styles to their uh, Better Click to Tweet boxes. And that's been awesome. So there have been some people, uh, but not. I wish I had done more. Uh, knowing what I know now about the WordPress community, I wish that I had spent Uh, you know, stepped out there and and been uh, willing to say, hey, I need some help and business advice. And what what could I do better? What could I do, you know, differently and things like that?
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's never too late for that. That's right. Cool. So uh, let's get to the title question then, which is how did you build it? And specifically, you touched a bit on how you've built the plugin, you know, throughout this entire interview. So maybe we can focus in on the pro add-ons that you created, you know, how do you integrate those? How do you verify that they've been paid for and things like that? I think those are questions that a lot of people probably looking to get into the premium plugin space have burning questions about.
1: Absolutely. So first off, I use easy digital downloads for everything uh, in terms of selling the the premium add-on. And so that started... I guess around November of last year, uh, just kind of figuring it out again. More learning. Every everything is learning, and so getting that set up on wpsteward.com, which is my domain name, and selling it through there. The software licensing bundle or software licensing add-on rather is crucial in selling a plugin. If you're selling a plugin without it, you should stop immediately and add. <laughs> add software licensing and yeah just uh that's a a constant process too, an iterative process as well just going through and figuring out and i had a a customer the other day say i need to change my billing information how do i do that i went and looked at my site i was like well currently you don't (laughs) so i had to make a page that you know has their subscription history and uh the ability to change their card and stripe and stuff like that so i'm using stripe with easy digital downloads I've toyed around with the idea of adding PayPal. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet uh, to add that. And, yeah, so doing that, learning all about software licensing, things like that. And then I put the actual add-on itself on Bitbucket. I'm considering just moving that to GitHub where the the core file lives, and it would be free there anyways because people who use GitHub and people who need CSS help are pretty mutually exclusive groups of people. And so my my add-on adds premium CSS that any developer could add. So I'm probably going to end up moving that to GitHub. But yeah, so I use... My time with Give has been so instrumental in how I've done everything I've done because I kind of get a front row seat with Give and the add-on ecosystem uh, that Give is using in the add-on model of stuff. And so just using that as a template, like, okay, I can have the core be separate from add-ons and my next thing is to move because i didn't understand how to do this at the time the software licensing from the add-on itself into the better click to Tweet core i'll be doing that uh, coming up soon so that uh, then if i want to add new add-ons the licensing is all handled in the core instead of being handled in the add-on itself and so hopefully we'll be doing that in the next couple of months and yeah so i use php storm uh now as my IDE I use Flywheel, local by flywheel for uh local development, uh which has been monstrously helpful uh both in my day job and in development to be able to just spin up a new site and test out something and see if it breaks and without having to trash the whole copy that i that I'm working on, uh has been fantastic. So
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Wow so uh I wanna circle back to something you said about uh adding PayPal later. Uh I recently at the time of this recording saw that Carl from over at Gravity Forms, or Rocket Genius, I guess, Carl Hancock, was asking was asking folks if they had PayPal enabled uh and then disabled it and how it affected their sales. So uh do you think not having PayPal enabled has affected your sales? Honestly,
1: I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but I, I suspect I was talking to a friend who is, I think it depends on your target market and Mm -hmm. the target market for my add-on is very, very beginner, non-techie WordPress users. And I was talking to somebody kind of in that demographic the other day and she said something just offhand. It was a different conversation, but she said, I don't buy anything if there's not PayPal on there because I don't trust them. And so I thought, well, that's, that's fantastic insight because I'm almost the opposite. You know, I, I sure I buy stuff with PayPal, but I don't love PayPal because I'm a developer and their documentation's notoriously awful. And, you know, it's all the developer grudges that you hold against payment gateways, I suppose. And I just love Stripe and I love being able to, to use the Stripe checkout and all that stuff. And so it probably is affecting my sales. And so that's why I'm, I'm going to try it out at least and see if it changes things. But I think just giving people more options can't be bad uh, because the people that want to buy it with PayPal will buy it with PayPal and the people that want to buy it with a a card directly on my site will do that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of, I was in the same boat as you when I first launched WP in one month, I only had Stripe because I'm like, Stripe is easier. Give them (laughs) one option and right. And then they could just put in their credit card information and that first day, I got a couple of requests saying, Hey, you don't have PayPal. So I immediately turned it on. <laughs> and I would say, I would say like it's probably a 60 40 split mm-hmm. between PayPal in favor of PayPal uh,
1: right. and
0: Stripe. So the lesson, that lesson that I learned and continue to preach uh, is make it as easy as possible for people to give you money. Right. So that's a, that's. A little personal takeaway for those. The
1: biggest thing, honestly, uh, the biggest thing for me in affecting my sales rate is, and I know as a developer, as a WordPress user, as, you know, for years I've been anti this, but the biggest thing that changed sales for me was adding a nag to the plugin page. And so when somebody downloads Better Click to Tweet the core, it pops a nag up there that says, hey, have you seen, we just launched Better Click to Tweet premium styles, and it went from I I have I use uh URLs as a URL shortener, and so yeah. I can track the number of clicks. It went from like three clicks a day to like 17, 18 clicks a day to my sales page overnight, and it went from one or two sales a month, uh, to I think I'm I got like 17 in a week a couple of weeks ago, and so that. Bar none, but by a long shot, has increased my sales more than uh, anything else. But I'm, I definitely need to to spend some time here and put in PayPal to see if that has a similar effect. Because I don't mind people sending me money; it's a great <laughs> email to get.
0: Yep, and and that's another great thing to touch on, right? I think that uh, us in the development world hate those nags, like uh, or the lightbox pop ups. You know, like in right. Monster or whatever. But there's a lot of evidence that says that works. So, you know, it's something that I don't have on WP in one month or the podcast page uh, at How I Built It, a a kind of in-your-face way to collect email addresses. I have virtually no email addresses uh, for this podcast. So I only know what Libsyn tells me at the time of this recording. It's a little bit better for WP in one month because I, I encourage people to join the newsletter other ways. But... That's, that's, uh, another piece of advice. If you want people to do something, ask them to do it because they're, they're not just going to magically find their way to it or, uh, or anything like that. You know, same thing with, with the affiliate program that I have at WP in one month until I start actively marketing it and, and doing things to encourage people to join it. Uh, people aren't going to join it. So. So, I, you know, I, I think this is, at least anecdotally, a little bit of proof that adding that little notification in WordPress saying, like, hey, have you seen this, does work. Or it works better than doing nothing, at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, before, to be fair, I had done almost nothing. There was a very small link in the back end of the settings page that said, do you want premium styles? Click here. And now it's, it's really in your face. I put it on the front of the repo, the, the readme, rather, on the... Uh, you know, when people are shopping for it, they can see that there's this new add on, but I track each different type of URL click, you know, from each different place and the nag by far is outperforming every other way that people get to premium styles by a, by a mile. (laughs) It's not even close.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, that's a lot of, a lot of great takeaways there for anybody listening, especially people who want to get into the premium plugin space. So we talked a little bit about where your plugin has been uh, and its transformations. So why don't you tell us, uh, what do you have in store for the future of Better Click to Tweet?
1: So I'm hoping to add an images add-on by the end of this year. That's my goal. And now I've set it on a podcast. So <laughs> it's, there's some accountability there. Um, yep. you, the you the do images
0: have, You do have a little bit of lead time. <laughs> because I, I generally record uh, like six to eight weeks early. I nice. uh, from Air date, so I appreciate uh, that. You'll have until July before it's public knowledge.
1: do you mind if I like leave a note for my six to eight weeks from now <laughs> self on the podcast? yeah absolutely. you said you said you were going to release this thing by now no uh, so I'm hoping to add the images add-on. That's really tricky because the Twitter web intents, which is what uh, we use to actually build the URL doesn't allow for images. And so you kind of have to, the best I can understand at this point, I'm still in the early research phase. The best you can do is create a Twitter app, then make that Twitter app tweet the picture. And then your actual web intent is a retweet of that picture by the user. And so that's more learning. I get to learn how to do all of that. I got a very, very basic Twitter app tweeting images now. So next step will be to make that and then roll it in. And also, as I mentioned, once there's two add-ons, I've got to fix the first one uh, to take the licensing stuff out of it and into there. But yeah, I'm hoping to release the images add-on at least. And I think that one will be a big seller. I get that request a lot uh, for people to add images and there are no uh, free plugins in the uh, repository that do images at all so that's the that's my goal uh is to release that by the end of this year
0: nice that's that's awesome well we'll definitely keep an eye out for that and good luck with uh i love how how much you have preached learning because that's uh i mean uh, sean hesketh was in season two and he always says never stop learning uh yep. so that's awesome now so before we get to the 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 lightning round i do want to ask you my favorite question which is do you have any trade secrets for us
1: my trade secret has always been, I preach it to myself all the time, is I can't and never will be the best developer on the planet, but I can have the best supported plugin in the directory. <laughs> and so even if my answer is no, we can't do that, or I don't know how to do that, I, I read a blog post by Scott from uh, EDD recently where he said the powerful the powerful word, but after I don't know. I don't know yet or I don't know yet, or I don't know, but I can learn. And so being able to say, I, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And so that's my, my, my advice for anybody who's trying to get into the WordPress world is there's a whole lot of imposter syndrome. And for me, it wasn't really imposter syndrome. I really didn't know most of the things that I was setting out to do. But there's a lot of that voice in your head that says, oh, gosh, you're never, you're not as good of a developer as this guy or this girl. Um, you're not as good of a whatever. But anybody, anybody can do support. Anybody can, you you do know more than the user of your plugin. Mm-hmm. You do know more about how your plugin works than that person, that guy, that girl. And so getting, getting in that, putting yourself in their shoes and answering the question quickly. I remember very early on in my plugins life, I would get up from the dinner table to go answer a support ticket that came in through the forums, and my wife understood. She's like, "Go oh, answer, you know. This is your resume. Do it." And and so, getting that answer out quickly and and courteously and helpfully and you know if there's a bug, fixing it quickly uh, goes a super long way uh, toward that. So that's that's my only trade secret.
0: Awesome. Uh, I I love that. I think that's great. It reminds me of something that the Disney Imagineers say uh they never say uh no because they always say yes if so it's it's not it's not a uh, that you're saying no you can't there's no way we can do this you're saying yeah this can be done if uh, and i think that relates kind of to the, the powerful use of but right yep cool very cool and i love that uh i am by far not the best developer but i'm very happy with my skill set and the things i do uh and as you said uh you can always, you will you can be the best uh knowledge base for the thing that you are very familiar mm. with as well. So uh that's awesome. So now let's move on to the bonus round. <laughs> nice. The Fast 5. I don't I haven't gotten a letter yet from uh I think it's Universal Studios. They put out the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. Uh so I'm going to keep calling it Fast 5 until they tell me not to. Nice. So Here we go. Are you ready? I'm going to ask you five questions. I want you to answer uh, them. First thing that comes to mind.
1: All right. I'm ready.
0: All right. Number one. uh, What is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book? Do Over uh, by John Acuff. Um, All right. As far as business books, that's the first one that came to mind.
0: Nice. I have not heard of that one, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Quick follow up to that one. What's the book that you most recently read?
1: Oh man, I'm in the middle of reading a book called Union with Christ. I don't even remember the name of the guy, but it's more of a personal, personal uh, spiritual book. Nice,
0: nice, very nice. Uh, I am almost done with The Circle. Uh, it's like the first fiction book I've read in a long time. Before I started oh, nice. reading a bunch of uh, a bunch of nonfiction again. What music do you like to listen to?
1: I have a rule that I have to be able to bob my head to it. So that basically rules out the really, really heavy metal, uh, but mm-hmm. almost nothing else. Nice. I, I love music. Uh, blues music is my favorite to play. I play guitar nice. and sing. And so blues is my favorite to play. But I I mean, bluegrass, blues, rock, not a huge fan of most of the stuff that comes on the radio because I'm mm-hmm. a snob like that. But uh <laughs> Uh, other than that, Emmy Americana, I'll listen to all of it.
0: Nice, nice. Uh I play the drums, so at the next WordCamp we're both at, we'll have to uh get a little jam session going on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh what is your favorite food?
1: Favorite food. I recently went on the South Beach diet, which is like a cuss word. So <laughs> this is this is a tough question. My favorite yeah. food right now is stuff I can't eat. Come on, <laughs> Joe. Um I'm sorry. No, my uh, my favorite food. I absolutely love Southern cooking, and so, gosh, what top of my head favorite food? Probably fried chicken, collard greens. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good Southern stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, my first trip uh, down to South Carolina, I drove with my college professor, and we stopped in North Carolina for food, and he's like, "We well, we have to get barbecue here because that's right." This is the best place to get barbecue. So all of
1: my all of my North Carolina friends are going to be mad at me that I didn't say barbecue. Like that wasn't the first thing that came to mind. I love barbecue, but fried chicken was just the first thing that came to mind. I was not prepared for these questions. North Carolina. friends.
0: That's right. I have not. I did not give these questions in advance. Uh, So, again, I hope you don't get in trouble with this one. too, Uh, (laughs) Who's your favorite sports team?
1: Or oh, Tar Heels. Tar, tar heels. heels all, all day. All right. uh, and ba- basketball is my favorite sport, but anything the Tar Heels play, uh, I will watch. But this year is a good year to be a Tar Heel fan for basketball. Nice. So,
0: Very nice. Uh, and the last question, which I recently switched up. The first half of the season, I asked, how did you learn what you know? But we covered that a lot in this show. Uh, and it was recommended that I ask this question instead. What would you do... In another life, professionally, like so, uh, WordPress doesn't exist. Uh, you don't you don't write code. What would you do instead? Golly,
1: I've already had like three lives professionally. <laughs> so, I uh, started in full time campus ministry uh, for eight years, and then I was in sales for three years, and now I'm in WordPress development. So if if that didn't exist, I would love to make a career in music. Uh, I love playing and singing. I realize that now music is more about promoting and and selling concerts and stuff. But yeah, I would love to be a, a traveling musician in another life.
0: Nice. Very nice. Well, you know, uh, Spotify and all of these kind of self publishing platforms are making it uh, easy to not have to sign a huge contract and you still have to promote yourself, but you can still make it about the music and get it out there. So nice. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, Ben, thank you so much for joining me today. I've had a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Joe
0: what a fantastic conversation with Ben Uh, I'm really a big fan of better click to tweet I do use it on my blog and uh, I strongly recommend it it's free on the repo with some paid add-ons and if you liked this episode head over to Apple podcasts and give us a rating and review it helps people find the podcast which means more listeners uh, which means maybe better content and if you do leave a review. I will probably maybe read it on the air, which is excellent. Uh, I should also say uh, that I've seen a lot of crazy growth in the podcast over the last two months. uh, And so I really want to, from the bottom of my heart, uh, thank everybody out there who's been listening and sharing the podcast. Uh, It's been kind of so much fun uh, doing this, and it's very rewarding to see it grow so much in just a little bit over a year. So uh, thank you so much for that. Thank you to Ben once again. And thanks to our sponsors, Liquid Web and Access Aerial. Be sure to check them out. And until next time, get out there and build something.